Happy Tuesday, dear heart. It's December 27th. And we're in that that week. It's actually my favorite week of the year, week 52. Um, we're in that week of the lull between the holidays. Most of us have some time off this week or it just feels like a different week. If you're not getting time off this week or taking time off this week, Oftentimes the schedule is is changed or like who's coming into work at what times has changed. So it just feels like a different week. We're not we're not quite back to business as usual um, yet. People are out of the office or not at, at work because they're traveling or they're taking extra time off. Um, and so we're just going to talk about week 52 and the holiday lull, the, the letdown we feel after Christmas and how that helps us connect to peace. If you've been around here at least for one episode before, you know that every session we choose a word to focus on. And we are in the last week of focusing on the word peace and what it means to you, how it resonates with you. Uh, Last week, I've asked you to imagine a life with more peace in it. And what does that look like for you? Uh, This weekend, I think it was, I asked you... How are you going to take action around having more peace in your life? Is it doing more of some things? Is it doing less of some things? And so we're in this sort of special week of the year. I feel like no other week feels like this week where if um, even if you're not Christian, I've, I've said this for years, even if you're not Christian or you don't celebrate Christmas, I'm not Christian, but I did grow up celebrating Christmas. Um, this whole time of year affects you too. You know, all the lines are longer. Everything's busier. It takes extra time to get anywhere to, you know, just run into the grocery store and buy a gallon of milk takes extra time because the lines are longer and Target's full and, you know, everything is, there's just a difference going on right now. And so we're in this time right now, this week 52, where you might be feeling some holiday letdown. I know a lot of mamas who their kids are um, just came in for the weekend and they're already gone. And so they're feeling that let down or maybe your kids are home from college for another week or two. And so that just feels like this time is so precious. And I um, definitely remember feeling like, oh, we just have, you know, we get her for two more days. Um, So there's just this big, you've been really, really busy for weeks. And now it's like, Oh, now what happens? Um, in my family, I guess because we were still on vacation, this was often the time where we went to the museums, we did extra kind of, I don't know, things we didn't necessarily do the rest of the year. This was a great time to do those things, to see, like I grew up in Chicago, so seeing Chicago in sort of a different way. I would almost say from a tourist perspective. So maybe you're still doing some of those things on this Tuesday, but it's still, I don't know, the energy still feels different. And the question is, how can you take who you are presently in this moment, physically, emotionally, mentally, and connect that with peace? And so for some people, I think it's really obvious. It's, oh, I have been busy for weeks and all I want to do is lay on the couch and, you know, drink some hot cocoa and watch some Netflix. And so the the feeling is peaceful, but are you internally connected to peace? And only you can answer that. So breathe into that. 
if you're still not in that place where you're feeling and feeling connected to peace or feeling peaceful, we talked a few weeks ago, I guess, about ways to get to peace. And I think the fastest way to get to peace is to focus on gratitude. And this is a time of year where um, I feel like it's so easy to look around and see how grateful we are for our lives. We're very connected to a feeling of gratitude. You look around the holiday table at all your loved ones. Um, And for me, I haven't actually celebrated Hanukkah or Christmas yet. We're going to do it this coming weekend. But on Christmas Day, I... Uh, helped a Yogi Kitchen and Sunrise Project hosted the Sunrise Cafe pop-up together, and it was amazingly lovely. Um, We were supposed to take shifts, and for whatever reason, um, Melissa Freiberger, the director, the executive director at Sunrise, said, you know what, I think I'm going to come in early. And so she came in with me to help set up. So that was really nice. It was just the two of us together for a bit. And we don't, there are times we spend lots and lots of time together. I would almost say she's my work wife. And there are times when I don't get to see her for like a week. And so it had been, um, not quite a week, but it had been a few days since we really hung out. We text almost every day. Um, but we hadn't seen each other and just the two of us together hadn't happened in a while. So we got to do that together and that felt really good. We, um, made the cafe warm and inviting. We played music and lit candles and it was cozy and and she turned up the air as soon as she got there. So it got really warm really quickly. And it was just a really nice, cozy atmosphere. We opened the, unlocked the doors at two o'clock and I would say it was 2.08. And it was like, I don't even know what the word is. People descended on the cafe and we were full by, I would say 2.15. And so we set up our overflow space and it was just such a wonderful atmosphere. We'd had people bake for us. Um, I had made hot chocolate and we brewed coffee and hot water for tea and heated some cider. And then I made popcorn on the stovetop and it just felt so lovely. And people were laughing and people were greeting each other and people got to meet other people. But we also had some of our, our regular community meal members show up and I didn't look up at my table and see all my loved ones but I looked up from my place behind the the bar and saw my community and felt part of and it just felt so I don't even know the word is joyful I felt joy and my daughter texted me when she was going to drive down to Newton Kansas and um checked in with me and I told her how well it was going. And so I got to talk to my family and everything, but um, I told her it was the best non-Christmas Christmas ever. And for a Christmas that I was spending alone, that I didn't actually spend alone, it felt so gratifying and just so wonderful. So all of our situations um, are different for the holidays, depending on your background, depending on your your religion. Um, you know, lots of people spend a lot of time over the weekend in church. A lot of people spend it with family. Lots of people choose to spend it alone. I have a few friends who are like, Nope, I'm doing nothing all weekend long. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, but I think there is a kernel of gratitude 
for every single, maybe not even a kernel. It's a full bowl of um, gratitude in every single situation. Like I know my friend who hates Christmas was really grateful for a whole weekend where she didn't feel compelled to do anything. She could just be like, oh, it's a holiday. Nothing's open and just completely relax. So I feel like gratitude is the, the fastest, easiest way to get to peace. But we we popped in on another idea. Um, I'm really feeling connected to the word joy still. And joy was our word two sessions ago, I believe. And it just that I think it was five weeks that we focused on joy. Those five weeks were huge weeks of change for me. And I've mentioned this before here, but before I chose that word, um, thinking about it, I would tell you I'm not I'm, I'm not completely sure I know what joy feels like. I understand happy. Um, in little snippets. And I remember really well, like maybe 10 years ago, I was dating someone and we were just, we were just lounging. And I remember lying there and I was smiling. And I think we were like, he he had a really big couch and we were each at our own end of the couch, but our feet were touching. We were laying down and like, maybe our feet were, I don't know, whatever. But he looked up at me and he's like, why are you smiling? And I said, well, He's like, and also you look perplexed as you're smiling. And I said, well, I think this feeling is happy. And I don't know that I've known that feeling in a big way before. Like, you know, of course I laugh at things. Um, and I've had moments, especially with my kids, where I've been really happy. But just on my own in that kind of situation, I was like, huh, this is this is what consistent happiness feels like. But I, I would have told you then, and I still would have said, I don't really know what joy is. And the more we focused on joy, the more I realized I really do have a lot of joy in my life. I just didn't understand. And I feel like that month or that five weeks that I was really focused on joy, I also had a lot of peace in my heart. So gratitude and joy and peace go together hand in hand so well. And I, I taught this, um, I, I brought this up in a class the other day. And at the end of class, one of the participants, usually we chat a little bit before our Zoom classes. I ask you, you know, how you're feeling or what's going on in your life. And then afterwards, um, I get feedback sometimes, sometimes everyone just has to go. But afterwards, um, a student said, I don't think that joy can exist without peace. And I don't think peace exists without joy. And I'm pretty sure she's right. That feels, that resonates with me. So I encourage you to really be in your gratitude this week. See where joy shows up and how that helps you connect to peace. I also encourage you to take some time and look forward And I know, you know, in yoga, we talk so much about being present. And in in this country, when we talk about mindfulness, we talk so much about being present. And don't get me wrong, being present in the moment sort of is the main gist of mindfulness. But you also do have to look forward. And I feel like one of the reasons it's pushed so much here, um, and I don't have experience with with practicing mindfulness or practicing yoga other places in the world. But I do hear some things from people um, 
and I also, there's people I listen to like Pema Chodron or my, my, um, meditation teacher, Philip Moffat. And I hear people who live in other places in the world. And I hear from people who travel, um, as someone who teaches mindfulness practice, it is the core of my work to help people just be present in the moment, just feel what they feel, mind, body, spirit in the moment. I don't know if it's the people that I attract or it's sort of our U.S. culture, and I'm leaning sort of towards that one, um, that we're just not very good at being in the moment. We're very good at distracting ourselves, and distract is not a bad tool to have. Um, It's one of the tools that we use in dialectical behavior therapy skills, or dialectical behavior behavior therapy. Um, It's a good tool. I feel like in our U.S. culture, we do it a lot. We are constantly have something going on. Uh, we're we're on Netflix. We're on. We're listening to podcasts. We're doing a million things that are not keeping us in the moment. That are pulling us away from how we feel, mind, body, spirit in the moment. Um, and and our culture asks us to connect with certain emotions and disconnect from other emotions. We we label our emotions good and bad. Often, anger is bad. Happiness is good. Sadness is bad. And it's not true. There is no good or bad. They're all valuable and they're all important. But we do a lot of that in our culture. Um, So it feels like nine times out of 10, my job is just to keep you in the moment. And I'm not sure that's always true other places. Um, I think there are other places in the world where being in the moment is more a core part of their culture. So... Having said that, be in the moment, feel who you are right now, notice how your body feels, notice what's happening in your heart, notice how your brain is working, be present with it, accept it, love it, don't push it away, don't ignore it, don't have a judgment, whether it's good or bad, just be, and then take a little time and think about this next year and what that feels like to you. And I really do like the idea of choosing a word or a couple of words to help me stay focused and connected for the next year. And what I've learned is that the word you choose really helps shape your year. If you stay connected with it throughout the year, um, I use my word as part of my passwords. So I have like a little code that I do. There's a number that means a certain thing and then a word and then a number that means a certain thing. And that becomes my password um, for some for things that I, I log into consistently. Like it's not my Facebook account password. It's not, you know, my Twitter account password. It's how I get into my computer. So every single day when I log into my computer, I have to use that word. So it's always in my brain. Um, I know other people who they either print out the word or, you know, do some coloring or something around it and tape the word up in a place where you see it every day, like when you open your bathroom cabinet to get your toothbrush out or a kitchen cabinet where you get your coffee out. So every single day you're reminded. And it can be even more obvious than that. You can post it on your ba- your bedroom door. So every time you get up or you can make some piece of artwork where it hangs over your bed and has the word incorporated into it. There's lots of different ways to stay really focused. And we'll talk about that more in the new year of how to stay connected with your with your word. 
But I invite you to think about this next year with peace and gratitude and joy in your heart. Think about what is the shape of your next year? Do you just need a really chill year? A year where there's just some enjoyable activities. Maybe it's a year of lots of reading, lots of gardening, and just be chill. Are you ready? Like maybe you've had a lot of chillness over the last few years with with the pandemic and everything. And maybe you're ready for some exciting things to happen in your life. Maybe you're ready to change jobs. Maybe you're ready to have a baby. Maybe you're ready to travel. I'm I'm looking forward to some some travel, but not not necessarily the exciting kind of travel where you're exploring new things. I'm ready for some revisiting. I am missing New York. I am missing Chicago. So I'm ready to revisit some places this year. And if there's an exciting travel in there, I'll take it. But that's not my focus. So think about that. And you have time. Today's the 27th. So if you do a little journaling around that, a little meditation around that every day for the rest of the week, by next week, by, well, Sunday, New Year's Day, and you don't have to pick the word by the day, but if you do that work now, and it doesn't have to be deep diving, it could just be some initial thoughts and let it percolate, let it marinate, marinate. Um, then by around New Year's, you're going to have a better idea of what you want. And, you know, um, we get to choose. And I think uh, with the family that I grew up with, that idea is very, very foreign. I get to choose. And, and I knew that logically, let's just say 10 years ago. I knew it logically. I was probably teaching it. Was I actually making conscious choices? No. I promise you I wasn't. At the time, I had a 16-year-old kid and a 7-year-old kid. And... um. I was very much in that mode of life happens to me. I don't get to make choices about my life. You know, some choices, obviously, like what are we having for dinner or, you know, where are we going to celebrate Christmas? But the big, like, how is my life going choices I wasn't making. And that also speaks to my mental health. My anxiety was a lot bigger than my PTSD was way bigger than it is now. Um, You know, I was often being run by my brain if that makes sense, by my mental health issues, I guess is really what it is, is they were running things. And then I took DBT and I learned how to not let my anxiety run things and to make some choices despite my anxiety. Um, And sometimes because of my anxiety, but uh, so think about your year. Think about all parts of it. You know, sometimes I think about travel Um, Like I've talked about, I've sort of put it out there that I'd like to be in New York for the month of October. And then I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh, but October is so pretty here in Kansas. And I really want to be away for the whole month and come back to snow and everything. And also that is the end of our growing season and I'm hoping to garden more this year. So I'm rethinking that one. Maybe October is not the month to be away or what is it going to take? If that's the end of the growing season here, what is it going to take for me to be gone that month? Does it mean I don't plant as much? Does it mean, like, what does it mean? So um, think about all those different things. Uh, I identified last year that I wanted to get into the water more and didn't do it once. I didn't go to a pool. I didn't go to a lake. 
Um, so that is something I want to revisit. So what, you know, it's, it's looking back and seeing how this last year went, what went well, what didn't go so well. And it's looking forward what you want more of what you, um, you want to incorporate. Um, so yeah, think about that journal about that. Give me some feedback and don't forget that the clarity is going to come with gratitude, joy, and peace. And I really believe that if I had to pick any words from the last year, well, love, we should throw love in there too. If I had to pick words from the last year that we focused on and how they've helped us, like strong is an important word, right? Retreat's an important word, but I feel like the clarity comes when you focus on gratitude, joy, peace, and love. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up. First off, I want to remind you, if you're new to the podcast, new to our community, um, go to ayogikitchen.com, sign up for the newsletter. It actually doesn't come out all that often. Um, I actually get really annoyed when I get someone's newsletter. Like, I get annoyed bi-weekly, not bi-weekly, but I get annoyed with weekly news newsletter, but I know that's, you know, that's what the marketers are suggesting we do, or, you know, anyone who's like, grow your business, they're like, you got to keep your, your audience engaged. So get your newsletter out. So I, I can let that one go. Like, okay, I know they're doing what they're supposed to do. I have a couple and I need to unsubscribe where I'm getting it several times a week sometimes. And it's just, it's too much. My, my inbox is too full. So, um, you don't have to worry about that with, with my newsletter, go sign up for the newsletter at ayogikitchen.com. Follow us on Facebook, Ayogi Kitchen, Twitter, Instagram, and you'll get more information about what's going on. Um, so the first thing I wanted to say, I keep forgetting to say these, is that we're going to pop up. So pop up yoga is an opportunity for you to ask for classes that you want. So you can say, hey, I have some time Wednesday at 2 can I have a, you know, can we do a class? And it's still a donation-based class. I then send out a notification. I send out a text to a text list and I put it on Facebook. I put it on Instagram. Uh, not always Instagram, but Twitter for sure. And I say, hey, we're popping up on whatever day. And if I have free, I'll say yes. I, I made that decision last year. Well, I made the decision during the pandemic is I'm not going to worry about like usually, you know, Wednesday at two, I'm probably not getting anyone else coming to yoga. And it used to be like, no, you know, that's not a great time for me. And since the pandemic, I said, if someone asks for a class, I'm going to go ahead and teach it. So if you, and I can do it, obviously. Wednesdays at two sometimes is completely free for me. Other days, Wednesday is the busiest day of my week. Or the weeks, I'm sorry. Wednesday is the busiest day of my week. So uh, you can text 785-760-5412 to one get on the text list. So when other people request classes, you hear about them. And two, so that you can request a class for when you want it. And it can be a 30 minute class, a 75 minute class, an hour long class. It can be any subject you want to do restorative yoga or yin yoga or slow flow or vinyasa, uh, lay down and roll around yoga. I'm trying to think what else I've been teaching. Oh, um, joint freeing series yoga, 
the options mostly are on the website, not all of them. You can also just text me and say, hey, I'm having this issue. What kind of yoga do you think we should do for that? And I'm happy to answer that kind of question or email me, mel at ayogikitchen.com. So long explanation. We are popping up this Thursday, 7 to 7.30 a.m. Central U.S. time. It's a pretty gentle wake-up yoga class. Um, we just get our bodies moving, get some blood flow and clear the brain so that you can really jump into your day. And it's a great class. I look forward to it all the time. Um, we had about a month where we just couldn't make it happen. We kept intending to make it happen and it just didn't. So if that, um, and it was something like one morning I completely slept through my alarm, which I have done very few times in my life. But it was a morning after a really, really busy Wednesday, and I just overslept. So if you tried to come before, and for whatever reason, we weren't there, you thought we were going to be there, and we weren't, I apologize. Show up this Thursday. We're going to be there 7 to 7.30. All the Zoom info is on the website, ayogikitchen.com. So that's that's the biggest one coming up. And then Sunday, well, it's not the biggest one. That's the closest one. Then Sunday, we're here together. We're at a yogi kitchen. We're, we're together um, all day long. It starts with New Year's Day Yoga, 11 to 12, 15 Central U.S. time. And then if you're in Lawrence, Kansas, at one o'clock, we're going to do Burning Bowl. We're going to release whatever is not serving us, burn it away, let it float into the universe, and then we're going to potluck together. And then at six o'clock in Lawrence, we're going to practice in person 6 to 7.15 at Sunrise Project. It's free community yoga, 1501 Learnard. And then January 8th here in Kansas, we um, are going to retreat. We're finally having our fall retreat and it's sort of falling into the perfect place of the year. I really couldn't have planned this better. I'm like, oh, maybe this is when we do retreat from now on. Um, I still have a couple places left. If you're interested, you can go to the website, ayogikitchen.com to um, read what we're going to have, what our day is going to be like and go ahead and sign up. And I, I think it's all updated, but even if it's not, even if it says the date is like in October, it shouldn't. But if it does... Don't worry, we are getting together January 8th. You can go do that. So that's what I have right now. We'll talk more about Pizza Party Fundraiser um, in the future. I hope you'll join us for pop-up yoga, for um, weekend yoga, lay down and roll around yoga. It's 8.30 in the morning, Central U.S. in uh, on Saturday, and it's literally what it sounds like. We lay down, we lie down. But we also lay down our, our lives for a, for an hour. We release whatever is heavy in our hearts or in our brains. And we just focus on yoga and our bodies for an hour. And we roll around. We do some really relaxing, really yummy, releasing poses. So I hope you're having a really beautiful 27th, two days after Christmas. You're relaxing, releasing into this week connecting with peace, connecting with joy, connecting with gratitude, connecting with love. Namaste. Mm-hmm.